So we here at Boy Meets World Fever are rewatch podcasters second, mm-hmm. and I think podcast innovators first. I've always thought so. Um, everyone seemed very uh, enthralled with our Shrimp red apocalypse. lobsters. Uh-huh. Yeah, red lobster. Game. Yeah, I mean, what other Boy Meets World podcast have you ever heard of creating tabletop RPGs based upon the universe and playing them on the air? Well, at least two others, because there were two other podcasts on one of the episodes. But Yeah, but I mean, whose idea was it? I mean, it was ours. It was ours. Our idea. We did it. Um, what other podcast reimagines each season and makes it uh, modern, sometimes time travel I'm actually really proud of that episode. It's a good episode. <laughs> um, but here we are, doing it again. Doing it again. Pushing the envelope. Probably making it unlistenable. Possibly. But we are spending our evening talking about Boy Meets World and putting together Gundam plastic model kits. Uh, yeah, we are. That's right. It's the Gunpla guys coming at you this week on Boy Meets World Fever. Brought to you by Burlington Coat Factory. They're more than great coats. Uh, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. I did. I honestly was just expecting you to, for us to be brought to you by Bondi. So I like the I like the Burlington Coat Factory. They're also great jackets, is what I think you're getting at. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about your, your, your coat wear, you're thinking about Burlington. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of. Mm-hmm. As is everybody. So, that being said, yeah, here we are. We are uh, podcasting while we build Gundam plastic model kits. Gundam plastic model kits. Um, Whoever suspected such a thing could ever be done. I guess we're going to find out today. Yeah, it might not true. be possible. The audio will probably cut out a lot because we'll like reach behind us for stuff like I just did. Um, it's going to be borderline unlistenable, and we really hope you come join us in this... Uh, this unlistenable mess that we're creating. Audio hellscape we've created. Um, we also only have one pair of clippers, so... So that's going to make it challenging, but yeah. we're working together. So Chance, what are you building over there? Uh, I am building the MS-89 Jagan, um, a grunt suit uh, from the later Universal Century. Naturally. Uh-huh. My, my favorite timeline of Gundam. Um, not my favorite series of Gundam. That would always be After War Gundam X, um, which not only is an underrated gem, but is the best Gundam series, but I'm also uh, just a big, big fan of the Universal Century. Well, hey, that's exciting. He's also, it's a master grade. Yes, I'm building a master grade. Which is considerably larger than, you know, what I'm building. Again, only about 50% larger. Only 50% larger, but that's still a lot larger. Um, I... I'm a Gundam model kit veteran from way back, um, though I have not built in two or three years. So Cameron uh, recently has built many more than I. Two, Mm -hmm. I believe. I've built at least three. Oh, he's built three. Yeah, three. I built three. This is my fourth. Uh, But fret not. We will still talk about Boy Meets World. We're just going to... We're going to build Gundams. Why don't you uh, let them know what you're building? 
Yeah, I am building the, let me make sure I say it right, the Gundam Live Lance Heaven from the uh, Gundam Breakers Battle Log series, which we've talked about on here before, for some reason that I'm sure our, you, our listeners, just loved, going into all the details of what that show was about. Uh-huh. Um, so this is another one. It really speaks to me, just as a, as a person. It is the Death Psy Hell uh, base unit with, uh, looks like, some Sinandru or Sasabi parts. Um... Let me let me let me take a look at this. Let me analyze it for you. Okay. Give me that give me that box slate. Here you go. So the Death Side Hell is black. This one is white. They made it more angelic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely either a uh Sananju or Sasabi beam hatchet on the end of a stick to make it more of a beam halbert. Um, other than that, it's a unique head sculpt. Um, maybe kind of similar to the Night Gundam with uh just a repainted Death Side Hell. Other than that, I, I'm, I'm seeing. So, yeah. It's a fun one. I, I like the look of it a lot. It's a nice look. White and gold with a little bit of light blue. It's true. Um, big fan of that. It basically has a cloak that turns into wings. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, for one, am here for it. I am building a, a what, what they call grunt suit, um, which are tend to be the more mass-produced models, and I enjoy them greatly. Uh, I think they tend to be more creative than Gundams. Um I need the nippers. <laughs> Leave every instance of us saying I need the nippers in this. I'm not taking them out. I don't edit for content hardly ever. Unless uh, it's bad words. Well, shucky darn. <laughs> that's staying. That's, that's staying. Um, this is not the first time I've seen you today. Um, and before we really jump into the episode, I think we need to uh, we need to talk about that. Uh-huh. Um, I... I kind of intended us to do it live on air. Can we still, even though we're doing... I think so. Gunplay? I don't see why not. All right, pause the recording. Let's go get it ready. Okay. So now that we are back... No! No! Sleep till Bobka! No! Sleep till Bobka! That is right. This is not Cameron and I's first time together today, earlier today. We were at... The Prague, Oklahoma, which is spelled exactly like Prague, but pronounced differently for some reason. Because um, it's Oklahoma. Yes, because it's Oklahoma. But it was settled by uh, Czech immigrants who were trying to make their own Prague. Little, little, little slice of heaven. Um, a authorized replica of the uh, national shrine shrine of infant baby Jesus or something like that that is in Prague itself uh, is in this city in Oklahoma, so it is very tied to Prague history. And we were there for the Kalachi Festival. Mm-hmm, which, for the uninitiated, if you don't know, the Kalachi is basically a pastry mm-hmm. where it's bread and then either like a fruit mm-hmm. sort of on top or possibly like even a meat mm-hmm. inside. Usually more commonly fruit. Yeah. I feel like the word is most commonly associated these days with um, the sausage rolls that you buy at a donut shop. Mm-hmm. And those use kolache pastry, but they have some longer name. Um, I will look it up and have Cameron pronounce it. Oh, dear. Um, no pressure. Um, Cameron, chance to Google something. This is new. Wow. Look at how that fit. Look Ooh. at that fit. It's a beautiful fit. It's The way these snap together is just so... Okay, here it is. It's the very first word. Um, I would say klobasnek. Klobasnek? Klobasnek. Klobusnek, um, which is the kolache pastry wrapped around um, a Feel sausage. Feel free to tweet at us and correct me 
Because I'm most certainly wrong. Yeah. Um, but we were there, and we procured some treats. And by um, procured, we paid for them. Yes. We, <laughs> we stood in line for a long time. It was... It was an ordeal. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna review some Prague, Oklahoma Kalachi Festival Kalachis mm-hmm. live on the air. Live on the air. You're so. like, get to the get to the lore and stuff. This is what we're here for. But you know what you're really here for? It's for the Gundams and the Kalachis. Yeah, it's for the bread. Ooh, this is hot. It is. I hit microwaved it, which they said to do. Mm-hmm. I got a bite of all bread. Me too, but it's very good it's bread. Nice bread, that Clobus neck, I tell ya. Mm-hmm. But it's kolache pastry. Yeah, but is it called Clobus neck? Is that the name of it? The whole thing. Oh, it's delicious. Okay. I just took another bite of just bread. Oh, that's my... Mm-hmm. That's good audio. Ooh. It's a spicy sauce. That's good eating. It is. If you ever find yourself in Prague, Oklahoma, or I feel like there's a lot of Czech communities throughout Texas... Really? Uh-huh. Basically, around the DFW area, there's quite a few. Like, if you're heading towards Dallas, there's a lot of places you could stop mm-hmm. to get. Um, West Texas is a big Czech community as well, which is funny that it's named West Texas because it's North Texas. Oh, um, didn't know. I'm referring to a town, not a geographical region. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're pretty famous for their kolaches as well. It's true. It is. We were walking around. There were not nearly as many kolaches at a, at a kolache festival as I thought there were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, very few, in fact, uh, which was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Big time. But as I was looking around, there was like three or four cafes that advertised kolaches and klobistek, or how, what, however you pronounce it. Um, I feel like I kind of want to go back and just like try these different establishments' kolaches. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was going in expecting. Like. Yeah, I was expecting like a variety. Yeah, that I'd be able to like, ooh, these people versus these people. What's the better kolache? Didn't get that, but this is still very good. Yeah, I've been to other festivals before. Do you ever go to Apple Fest? No, I've never been to Apple Fest. Well, Apple Festival is in Arkansas. And in college, we went a couple of times. And there, I mean, just apples everywhere. But then, you know, it's like a craft fair. And there was that there today, too. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, like, a carnival and, like, food stands that charged way too much for, like, hardly anything. Chance paid, like, $12 for, some, like, a tea or something. Oh, it was the craft soda, and it was good. And it was in a big fancy cup. Mm-hmm, metal cup. That he gets to keep, and he can come back next year and bring it for a, free, a cheaper refill. I actually think they uh, do a lot of different conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think next time I go to a board game or a comic book or anime convention, I'll probably... Bring that with you. Bring it with me and... See if they're there. Um, do you go to those often? Not in several years. And without me? You jerk! I mean, it's the COVID time. No. You've been doing all of these without me and you know it. I mean, I did have done many without you. Okay, well, we're still in the middle of... Uh, Yeasty boys, right now, because we have one more kolache to try. It's true. And this is the apricot. Mm-hmm. I have had this one before. Me too. I had it earlier today. I did as well. But it's like you got a little bit of the poppy on yours too. Ooh, see, yeah. I get to try the poppy. Yeah. So this is a circle of the kolache pastry mm-hmm. with some apricot Just filling, filling it jam on top. Perhaps. It's good each. Mm-hmm. Even mm. being carried around in a plastic bag by me all day. Mm-hmm. It's still really good. There's something about the way the pastry works with the jam. That is just excellent. Mm-hmm. I love it. I really love that we're nearly 20 minutes into this episode. Mm-hmm. And mm, just in bread heaven. We are. We are. This is... Yeasty Boys is why people come. 
Mm-hmm. Not food fighters, though I thought that was a wonderfully unappreciated joke that I made. Mm-hmm. It was. Don't That's even... the other thing we did to really push the envelope. <laughs> Pretend to be a different podcast entirely. Not gonna lie. I stole that from Gilmore Guys. They did the Entourage Boys at one point. <laughs> Like to pretend to be a different show. Mm-hmm. I've never watched Entourage. From, I don't ever really intend to. From the way they described the first episode, I don't want to. I'm not quite done with my kolache. Yeah, so I'm just going to continue to build. We're kind of racing against the clock. I don't think we'll get these done by the time the episode's over. Oh, absolutely not. Okay, well, kolaches. Delicious. Um, so until next time. No. Sleep. Till Bobka. No. No. Sleep. Till Bobka. All right, so we find ourselves here today with a new episode in the saga that is the Lauren saga. Mm-hmm. And this one makes a whole lot more sense than the last one. Yeah, it is. Um, I still didn't get from this episode what I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of strange expectations that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, it was just, I have lots of things to say, but we'll, we'll get into the episode. Well, good thing we're here to talk about them. Yeah. I would hate for you to say, I have nothing to say. <laughs> it's better to be the other way around and have things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, oh dear, I'm at my first sticker. Ooh. And I am terrified. Stickers terrify me too. Uh, Master Grid Grunt Suits don't tend to have many stickers. Mm-hmm. I just have these. I'm doing the eyes. The eyes are the worst. But they are the most common. Yeah, everybody's got the eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, not mine, but... The eyes have it. If you will. The eyes had it. Um, but yeah, so we are at the, the third episode in the Lauren saga. The last physical Lauren we will ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, very true, very true. Which we're just going to go out and say it. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate it is the last time we will see her. It really is. Um, Again, just like everyone else in this, sh- this show, this episode, I like her. I like her too. We just had a fun moment there. We did. Um, um, so yeah. Why don't you give us... A synopsis? Um, I don't like to say that. A synop? Uh, there we go. A synop? A synop. So we can just jump in and talk about it. Sounds good. So, Sean is trying his hardest to get Cory and Topanga back together. He gets them to agree to meet at Chubby's to kind of be reunited. And it feels so and good. And he says, and Topanga, he's never going to see her again. Like, you don't have to worry. Like, it's a one-time thing. Like, he feels terrible. I don't know if he actually does. Um, But it's over. And so you don't need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, who should show up but Lauren Hasatan herself. Lauren Mountson (laughs) um, arrives. The accuser, you could call it. The accuser. A lash heel. Whatever. But she shows up, and Topanga says, if you need to test your feelings test your feelings mm-hmm. so Corey goes on a date with Lauren mm-hmm. um, and Eric helps out Mr. Feeney yes now I'm sure many of you at home are like oh Chance is gonna say it he's gonna say let's just get that one out of the way um, but no um, I want to save it for the end it, okay. is my, it is my morsel at the end it was like it is one of my favorite little Eric Feeney storylines of, um, of the show yeah I don't want to rush it I want to I'm going to end my, my meal on the best bite possible. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to do it. And uh, let's just say that meal is the best bite possible. Um, so we open up in a world where apparently Angela doesn't exist. Yeah. Really big bummer. <laughs> yeah. Like, not only does she not exist in person, she's not mentioned by Sean. Sean... Even says he has a slew of meaningless relationships. Yeah. He's like... Im- 
involved in a slew of meaningless relationships, but eventually may want what Corey has. Despite saying to Angela many times uh-huh. that he cares about her. That being like the crux of the end of last week's episode. Yep. Was him admitting and not admitting that he cares about Angela. Yeah. And apparently those three girls were right to be worried about that. Apparently. Um, so yeah, this this Angela-less world is kind of a bummer. Um, Sean is not a bummer in this, though I think you can make the argument that he's rather tragic mm-hmm. um, in this episode. His need for them to be together is kind of... It's, yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, it's kind of tragic, and you're kind of just want to be like, who hurt you, Sean? Of course, we know the answer to that. It was his father. Uh huh. Yes, that's that's an answered question. Um, it was his father and his mother and just about everybody. But it's just like, Sean, come on, come on, Sean. Um, but yeah, he's like, hey, I need you and Topanga back together. The sun doesn't shine anymore, or whatever. Uh huh. It's been raining all week, and you know why? Oh, I didn't need to grab that for me. I needed to grab the clippers. I need one more. Of course you do. Um. Uh, but it's raining because God is crying. Yeah, God is crying because Topanga and Corey are supposed to be together, and they are not. Um, and Corey is the worst. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He basically like, I didn't do anything, Yeah, is what he says. He's like, Topanga has the problem, not me. It's like, I'm fine. He's like, no, you're not. Um, We've been over this. Yeah, it, this is kind of... Why this storyline took me maybe by su- such surprise last episode and still continuing to this episode. Like, isn't Corey supposed to be the empathetic one? Yeah. But he, like, refuses to Good. empathize with Topanga. Yeah. Like, he refuses to validate her feelings, see things from her p- point of view, uh, meet her in her sadness. Like... Yeah, try to understand in any way whatsoever yeah and it's just such a strange thing like are we supposed to be rooting for Corey? because i don't i don't really want to right now yeah like i kind of feel like lauren and topanga should both dump him yeah um and i feel like the show wants me to but maybe it doesn't maybe like just my memories of the show want me to but like i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it Corey learns nothing in this episode And at the end of the episode, he's basically like, oh, I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson, so things should be fine now. Mm -hmm. Put me in your jacket and make everything okay. And not, and then, like... He gets mad when Topanga's like, no. Yeah, he gets mad when Topanga's like, no, but also, like... I know we're talking about the end, but I feel like this is just a real big problem I'm having with Corey right now. Of just, like, this isn't all about you, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... There are two people tango in here. Mm-hmm. And one of them was really hurt. And you, the injuring party, needs to try to understand that. Yeah, and like, he just doesn't. He doesn't do anything. There's no... He, he, just how cavalier he is in this first episode. Or in this first talk. Like, I didn't do anything. I met a mountain girl. We talked. We talked. She kissed me. Done. Which is the first time he's ever mentioned that part. Which I feel like even in the episode we were like, well, she kissed him. He never really... Well, but he doesn't even he doesn't even bring up the kiss. Like, Sean has to, like, coax that part out of him. And, like, I don't really care who... Like, I've been in a lot of premarital counseling lately. Um, I come from a trauma background. So... And by that he means he's had a lot. Right. So, like, 
premarital counseling was a pretty big thing that we really wanted to to really double down on. And it's like a lot of times toxic relationships let the semantics of what happened. Uh, Cameron has just finished the head of his Gundam. Um, but they let the semantics of what happened like override the feelings and emotions and the actual like pleading for relationship mm-hmm. that is actually going on in the relationship. And I don't think I nor Topanga care exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Like, Corey was unfaithful and now needs to meet Topanga in that place. Right. So she can deal with it and so he can deal with it. But for Corey, it's about the, the power of love and learning his lesson and all of this utter trash. Yeah, it's a very juvenile way of looking at a grown-up problem. Yeah, and I wouldn't even have a problem with that, except I feel like the end of the episode, I feel like the end of the episode starts to, turns it around and starts to frame Topanga as the bad guy. Yeah, Topanga as the unreasonable person. Yeah, like, she just can't understand. Like, Corey learned his lesson, forgive him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird in this, like, fairly nuanced episode about, like, you can still like someone. Um, and the lesson that Corey learns, like, just because I like someone else doesn't mean I love you any less. Yeah, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's it, like I can be not interested. Like, I can be interested in a woman mm-hmm. as a person and not as a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Just let me do these last two. Um, yeah, and even, like, kids have to learn that when they have siblings. Mm-hmm. Like... Oh, just because mom and dad have new siblings does or have a new baby doesn't mean like they love me any less. Mm-hmm. It's like I have a student that really struggles with that. Like he wants to have a friend, but he wants to be their only friend. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it's like I mean, it's a uh, I don't need to get into all of it, but it's you know it's a trauma thing. Yeah. And uh, but yeah. Yeah. So it's something like people need to learn, and I think. If the episode was about that, like, that revelation he has, uh-huh. I actually think it'd be, like, pretty valuable. But it's not about that. It's about, like, Corey thinks he needs to learn a lesson to get Topanga back. And he learns that lesson, but she doesn't let him back. What's wrong with what? Topanga? Yeah. Isn't like, she just the worst? Women, am I right? Yeah, and, and maybe not, right? Maybe maybe that's not what the episode's trying to do, but it sure feels like it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah, I mean, because we kind of start off just to get back to the plot, um, like Sean is talking with Corey, just being like, Topanga is like the best in the world, like the best woman in the world. Like you need to be with her, just be at Chubby's after school, and like I'll make sure that she's there and we'll get this all sorted out. Get taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then we, he's talking with Topanga, and she's just like, here's the things that he's done, like strike one, strike two. Um, and then Sean kind of does the same thing with her. <laughs> There's this a little bit of funny moments, you know, where she's just like, we're the two most important people in Corey's lives. And he's like, and who's number one? Mm-hmm. And he like pauses. He's like, you are. <laughs> and he affirms like, Corey's his favorite person in the world, but Topanga's a close second. Uh-huh. Which I mean, I don't feel like we've seen a ton of like friendship between the two of them. Right. Like it's always been Sean and Corey or Corey and Topanga, but yeah. never Sean and Topanga. I feel like we have another episode like that coming up. Yeah, soon. fairly soon. Yeah, I think it's Eric Hollywood. Um, yeah, it's a it's strange for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, but he gets them to meet. He's gonna get it all sorted out, and they get to Chubby's, and Corey's like, "I'm excited!" Like, and 
Sean's like, yeah, she's about to forgive you, dude. And he's just like, nothing I could go wrong. Like, it's all going to work out. It's like, I can't wait to see her. And then who should appear right behind Corey in this moment? Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty funny. It, it's, it's a like, funny moment. Yeah. response. I'll, I'll give it. He's like, I wonder what she'll be wearing. I wonder what she'll look like. And Lauren descends. Uh-huh. He like, oh my god, she's wearing a Lauren costume. <laughs> Just very funny. Yeah, it's good. It's a good joke. Um, but nope, it's not Topanga in a Lauren suit. No, it is Lauren, it is Lauren herself. herself. She's like... It's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I just drove four. I rode four hours on a bus. Can you do a little more than what are you doing here? Yeah. And then Corey's like, I need you to leave. Um, and she's like, Sean, can you help me out here? And Sean's like, get out. Yes, I can help you. Get out. Um, Sean's get out thing here at the very beginning is also very funny. Uh-huh. The the whole time just like, get out. Get out. Um, yeah, so Lauren's like, hey, I feel like we didn't finish talking. Like, I never heard from you again. Like, I need to know what we had is real. Um, and he's like, great, leave. Uh-huh. Um, again, it maybe not isn't as important that he empathize with Lauren because she's not his significant other. But still just like... Talking more than that? Well, like treating a human being like a human being. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, a person worthy of dignity and respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My foot has officially fallen asleep. I'm in the tingle stage right now. Oh. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> but, you know, oh. we're going to endure. But we must press on. In the words of Reliant K, Chance's favorite Christian pop punk group, we're pressing on. Um, we, we need emotional girls to wear mood rings? Not that soon. But yes, that would certainly help. Um, so yeah, Topanga comes down and she's like... Oh, Corey says, I don't want you to Topanga to see us together. And Topanga comes down. She's like, too you late. You always get what you want. Yeah. And she's like, that's not the right thing to say. Like, Corey shouldn't have said that. It's like, yes, that might be true. But that just sounds guilty as all get guilty as hell right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Topanga's like, Topanga says some weird stuff here. Um, like, if you need to talk to her, like, I understand. Uh... I couldn't be with someone who wasn't 100% sure mm-hmm. of their feelings for me. And it's like, what are you... Yeah, what are you talking about, Topanga? What you, that, that means the relationship is over. Yeah. It was it was doomed at this point. Mm-hmm. That, if that's how you're feeling, like, time to move on. Maybe time will heal all wounds. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, I need some... I need you to be 100% sure. And he's like, oh, okay. All right, then. The thing is, Sean's like, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> but Corey's like... It's Admiral Akbar ended up over there. But Corey's like, oh, really? Like, permission. Ooh, love this. Um, like, I don't love this. And I don't know if it makes Sean doubt himself or what, but he stops thinking it's a trap suddenly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's, it's very strange. Yeah, I find these episode, this episode very strange. It's Not just, strange. It's last baffling time. a little bit. Um, yeah, it makes more sense than last time, which made no sense. Yeah. But it's still just kind of like, what? Yeah, everyone's actions in this episode, I think, fit. Um, which was very unlike last time. Last time, no one's actions fit. Not a single person's. Um, every choice made in the last episode, I feel like, was a fairly bad one. Just, huh, that's what we're doing? That's what we're going for? Um, and this makes more sense, but still, 
It's like, okay. Um, oh, wow. This is just a beautiful, beautiful arm. Ooh. You're doing so good. You're going so much faster than me. Yes, well, you're talking more. Oh, I'll talk less. You go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, yeah, so Corey's just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Topanga leaves. Yeah. Then I think this is where Eric stuff starts coming in, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, it doesn't tie into the main plot, so we'll do it separately. No, it's two scenes, and they're both great. I guess three, three scenes, scenes, technically, because it has the tag at the end also. But where is C2? Um, but yeah, so we cut to the living room and we're in the kitchen i thought oh yeah yeah in the kitchen and Corey. it's like they're trying to paint a picture of like Corey knows what he should do but isn't doing it Mm -hmm. um because he's like i i shouldn't do this like his parents come in he's like i'm going out with that girl from the mountains the mountains forbid me to see her um and i the the episode will later paint this as like He's afraid to have feelings for another girl than Topanga. Mm-hmm. But I think it fits a lot better as, like, he knows he shouldn't do this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's being an idiot, and he should know that. It's like, Mom and Dad, please cover for me. Or not cover for me, but, like, forbid this. Yeah, make sure it doesn't happen. Um, yeah. It paints much more a picture of someone who's doing something they know they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Then it does paint the picture of, like, someone who's just afraid of something small. If that makes any sense at all. I think so. I've now constructed the opening Ooh, cockpit. forgot my hand. I need to put my hand on. Does it open? Oh, dang, that's cool. There's a pilot inside. Wow. That's awesome. Love that. Making my first hand. Um, but yeah, so, he's like, forbid me to see her. But apparently, the date's already happening. Like, she's on her way. Yeah. Because, like, not even two seconds later she comes in. Um, there's some bit with Alan being stupid. Uh-huh. Um, and the only reason I even think it's worth mentioning is because, like, it's kind of a preamble that everyone's talking out of their butts. <laughs> um, because Amy's like, maybe you do need to do this. And then Alan's like, oh, I did that. And Amy's like, no, you didn't. Because if you did, we wouldn't be together. And it's like, well, shouldn't that be your answer right there? Yeah, <laughs> like... like- we shouldn't. This shouldn't be a thing. Then, <laughs> yeah. if doing this is going to be the thing that ends the relationship, like it shouldn't be a. They should say, "Don't do it, Corey." Now, I, I, I want to take a step back real quick and talk about this kind of. I guess you could say more metatextually. Ooh, metatextually. Um, I only say that because, like, well, let me just ask you the question: Should Corey do this? Hmm. Like everyone's talking about whether or not Corey should do this, and they. Um, episode will take definitely a stance for Topanga at least. But should Corey do this? Is the question I ask you, my friend Cameron Liner. Um, I think no, he should not. Okay, why do you say that? Um, I think, or just the idea of like you have to, or Amy's, Amy even poses it from the thing of like you're going to be facing temptations and all these things as you grow and grow older and so you just need to know how you're going to handle them mm-hmm. but saying like to face your temptations is to just instantly give in to them the very first time and see what happens mm-hmm. I don't know is it almost like a oh you caught your child smoking a cigarette so you want him to smoke the whole pack because <laughs> um, it kind of feels that way it's like well, how can we sabotage this you know mm-hmm. and I don't I don't like it see I'm actually going to take 
maybe the opposite approach, I kind of think he should do this. Like, should he do it for Topanga? Should he? Is it the most like moral choice for an informed boy to make? Probably not. However, we've got to understand. Remember that we're talking about a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about an adult. We're not talking about like someone who's got a lot of life experiences. Because I think this thing that's happening with Corey, I think, is very like common among um, especially young people. Young people, um, where they they think you know they've experienced true love and um, this is the most important thing in the world, and then they go out into the real world and. It rarely ever lasts. I mean, you and I were in a college town for a long time. How many times did we actually see freshmen that came in, like, with girlfriends stick with those girlfriends? Not very. And that's because, like, you have such a small sample of the world. Uh-huh. You can kind of see more of it. Like... And this is just... It's Corey, Corey's, like, first time meeting anyone else. Yeah. He, he even says it himself. Like, he never knew that he could like someone else like he likes mm-hmm. Topanga. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what going da-doy. out in the world does. Yeah. I, I, I've been saying Dodoy a lot in my life. You kind of have been saying Dodoy a lot. I blame in my life. community. Well, you're allowed. Um, do you think I'm supposed to cut the. It's very tricky. Do you think I'm supposed to cut the bottom of that off? I feel like I am. Right? I don't know. Look at it. I can't see from that angle. You're bending it. Well, you're looking at them upside down, so. Well, yeah. That's obviously that's what I want to do. Hmm thinking so i think so that seems to be what it's suggesting and when it's in like let me see the piece that it goes in right here yeah because when it's in that's going to be preventing it from snapping snapping in okay i'm gonna cut them off i think i just don't know well why it's, on it there. does fit there can i see the box or is it is this a chest piece mm-hmm. it's, it goes box. around the cockpit they're not on there okay i'm snipping them off this is the audio you guys signed up for uh-huh um, these little tiny pieces that had these little tiny dots on them, and it was just unclear if you're supposed to remove them. I mean, it was pretty clear, you know, in hindsight. Yeah, I just don't know why they're on there. That is a really cool looking, cool looking model you've got there. Thank you. Um, I can see where you're coming from, though, with that Cory Topanga thing. But I just think the thought of, I'm going to go out with another girl while I'm dating someone else, like, that's just a bad look. No, I agree. I agree from, like, a inside the relationship stamp. I guess I guess it's probably important to note I've never been a fan of like young relationships, um, especially high school. Um, I feel like, and I've seen it a million times, people change so much in that first year of college, especially because mm-hmm. like the world is open to you in a way that it hasn't been before. Yeah, especially. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in Philadelphia, but especially like. In the worlds we grew up in that are typically, like, pretty small. Mm-hmm. It's, like, some people's first, like, quote-unquote freedom. Mm-hmm. And so I can go um, awry sometimes. Yeah. And you just realize, oh, you're not the person that I thought you were. Um, and you've kind of chosen a different life, as it were. Yeah, and I guess I'm just going to use this as an excuse to talk about college. Because college was such a weird time in my life where I really thought, like high school dramas and Boy Meets World really was, like, life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I thought, like, you know, when I got to college, I would need to worry about, like, popularity and, like, fitting in. It's but, almost like the opposite. Yeah, and then I, I remember very clearly, because I've always been the nerd with 
niche interests. Um, I'm a I'm a people person, so I'm good at like navigating that. I guess you could uh-huh. say. Yeah, I'm the same way. Where it's like I like the things that I like, but I feel like I can get along with most anyone. Mm-hmm. I, like find a point of connection. Yeah, and I, I feel like I know what makes people tick a lot of the time. Um, so, but I still th- felt like I would need to like worry about my image, worry about people like me. And I just remember one of the very first days of college, like I walked by and people were playing Yu-Gi-Oh on this table in front of everybody and there was like 20 people there. <laughs> and I was like, I love to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my goodness, like people just play Yu-Gi-Oh. This here. is my dream. Well, not the like, you know, it's like nobody cares. Yeah, no one cares. Nobody gives a crap about anything. Like you could be the the cool kid slacklining. You can be the the kid playing board games. Um, I remember one time I was talking to a friend about something really nerdy um, while we were working at Hastings, and one of our high school students goes, "Aren't you guys like adults?" And we both turned to her, we're like, "Yeah," and we're also your managers, and like <laughs> we started listing out like. I've been raising myself since I was 15. I pay all my own bills. <laughs> like yeah, It's like, you you can do both. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, and one of the things that I ended on was like, and I like what I like and don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I feel like it's a C.S. Lewis quote where he's kind of talking about, you know, there's a verse in the Bible in Corinthians of like, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm-hmm. And it, he like continues that on to say like, or because he was talking like, I I used to read fairy tales, and then I grew up, and I didn't read fairy tales. And then I, when I became a man, I put away childish things. And the thing is, caring what other people think about yeah, me. Yeah, like, like, that's the childish thing. Yeah. Like, and so he's like, so I read them, and I enjoy them, and I do the things that I like. And screw you guys. I'm out of here. Yeah. It's like, I don't give a crap. Uh, and that's one of the things, like... You just don't know in high school, you know? Yeah, you don't know it in high school, and... Hold on. J1. I gotta find J2. Is it also red? Hard to hard to tell. J2. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, I didn't know when I was Corey's age. And you just change so much when, like, that world opens up to you. Mm-hmm. When those things stop to matter. And when you... I mean, Corey and Topanga grew up next to each other, right? Mm-hmm. They are the definition, the very definition of a relationship of convenience. Yeah. They've never had... A quote-unquote test. Well, yeah. They've never had a test. They've never had to be anything except exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. I'm not finding the piece. Oh, there it is. There it is. I see it. Wow, yours is so much bigger than mine. Okay, so this is J2. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just comparing the sizes of what you've built to what I've built. Let me take a picture. Yeah, for posterity. And Twitter. J28 and J14. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking, like, I think he should get to know people like Lauren. Like, and it's hard, because what if you do end up with that person from high school, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's always possible. You could. Um, I just, you know, I don't believe in meant to be. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and it's just hard. He will learn a lot in the coming years. About who he is as a person and how can he know he needs to be with Topanga right now. Yeah, he really won't. So, you talk while I look for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> chances drop to peace. Um, but yeah, so they are... Like Lauren comes to... She's at the door and um, she talks to Alan and to Amy. And basically, she just kind of meets them really quick. 
Alan calls her Teresa or whatever the name was of the woman that he went on his date with that Amy had said he wasn't supposed to. Um, yeah, oh. And then um, they're just like, she says to Sean, like, I never want to hurt Corey. Like, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier they were talking about how... Women talking code. Women, yes, in code. Because women are so different from men. So very mysterious. Uh-huh, we can't... They're inscrutable in all their ways. But, uh... Corey's like, what does that mean? And he just says that she, would, she wouldn't hurt you. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he is conversational in woman He's not fluent. He's not fluent. So he could be wrong. Lauren could be wanting to hurt him because we know who she really is. She's not here for his benefit. What? No, I disagree. I guess, I guess she's maybe strengthening him like Job. Yeah, the divine prosecutor rarely has any, like... Ill will. Ill will. The divine prosecutor, like, stereotype is normally more of a, like, this is my job to test you like this. That makes sense. That makes sense. But she doesn't want to hurt Corey. Um, and Sean leaves her. So they head off. And Amy's like, I like her. And Alan says he likes her. And Sean says he likes her, too. Yeah. And we know how Corey feels. And we know how Topanga feels. And so they go on their date. And they're in the park having a picnic sort of talking yeah for two people who need to like figure things out this is like a cute little yeah it seems nice yeah like we've never seen Corey and Topanga talk no and, and that's kind of here you turn that off did you find it yeah um and that's kind of one of the problems like Corey laughing and like having this moment with Lauren yeah, it's, it's like some... really nice it's really nice and something we've never actually seen him have with Topanga um if, if he has like just a few times mm-hmm so, it's not doing us any favors Yeah, <laughs> that so much of Corey and Topanga's relationship has been like, tell, don't show. Uh-huh. And now they're like trying to contrast it with something that they're showing. Yeah, it just it doesn't really work. Um, but yeah, it seems really nice. Like they're, I feel like they're trying to really sell us on Lauren. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, they are. Um, she's like, she kind of rules. Yeah. She's just talking about, like, she's dated these quote-unquote dangerous guys before that are just slick but really boring, ultimately. Um, she just feels a really good connection with Corey. Um, it starts to rain, and Corey's like, uh, time to go. She's like, no, I love the rain. And she um, is just, like, standing in it, and then she pulls Corey into her, pulls his head into her jacket. Yeah, because he's whining. Uh-huh. Classic, classic Corey. Did you lose another piece? A sticker. I don't really need it. Sorry to hear that. Pour one out. I've already got the torso and head and arms done. I'm getting the head. Yes. But I have complicated a few other things, too. Like, yours is pretty much, you know, legs, arms, uh-huh. and that's it. I have a cloak. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not putting that sticker on, apparently. Oh, dang. That is sick. Okay. So, yeah. Um, he's whining about the rain, and she puts him in her jacket, and mm-hmm. she's like, I love the rain. And he's like, well, I do, too, now. Um, Classic. Yeah, no joke. Classic, a little skeevy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you put my head by your boobs. I'd love rain, too. <laughs> it's true. It's a very young man, though. Uh-huh. So maybe you can't fault him too much. No, uh, I will. I can and I will. Uh, it's a cute scene. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. And, you know, if their goal was to sell the audience on Corey and Lauren as a possibility... Yeah. Did it. Yeah, I I am here for it. Um, and then they, you know, wrestle a little. and uh-huh, spraying water on each other. And Corey, like, gets this concerned look on her, his face. And 
She's like, what's wrong? Aren't you having fun with me? And he's like, yeah. That's the problem. I am. That's the problem. And then he shows up to Sean's uh, soaking wet. Yeah. And he's basically just like, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, Because I have, like, it was great. I had fun. I didn't think I could ever have fun. With another girl. With another girl. Because I, I guess he has gone on dates with other girls. Yeah. They definitely treat it like he hasn't. Yeah. But we remember. But yeah, he's definitely... We remember season three. We remember season three. Um, they say you pass a french fry from finger to finger before you kiss a girl. Hmm. <laughs> what do you know? Um, so yeah, he shows up and Sean's like, well, this is how we're going to figure this out. He pulls out the, down a scale and some jelly beans and... Which, the scale planter at the college boy dorm? That's, that's next level. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I never looked before to see if it was there at any other time. No, I haven't either. But I'd be interested to track it. And I doubt it's going to be there in the next episode. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fancy decoration for a college boy's dorm room. But I don't hate it. Nope. I'd do one. Just talk to my wife. Um, <laughs> we need some Boy Meets World decor. A scale planter. Yeah, a scale with plants on it. Let's do this. Um, yeah, I think it's... It's, it's a chance that I keep doing this thing, because the model kits are these plastic basically rectangles that have all the parts in them that you clip out mm-hmm. but we only have the one set of clippers so we keep clipping and, and instead of putting the clippers back in the middle where the other person can have them we put the we plastic keep, sheets together keep, um it's very fun yeah we just keep kind of screwing just, that part it's up. cute it's cute um yeah so they start comparing topanga and lauren mm-hmm. using the scale personality um who makes you laugh who can you talk to who can you trust? Who's got that? <laughs> With the humahana and the humana humana. Um, yeah, that. Which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, that's how call, uh, high school boys would talk about such <laughs> things. <laughs> that. Well, you know, Topanga's got the ha 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 with the hockety hockety and the humana humana. Um, and then he's like, he's like, well, Topanga, okay, I'm you, I'm giving him three. And then he's like, but there's nothing like being in Lauren's jacket. Like, what? <laughs> then he's like, just pour the beans. Which is probably the funniest line in the entire episode. <laughs> just pour the beans. <laughs> um, Sean's like, well, you like Lauren as much as you like Topanga, and you can't live without either of them. Corey's like, no, actually, this was a good idea. Which is questionable, but I guess if he took something from it. I suppose it's all about Corey and his lessons. Yeah. And it does seem like Corey is like looking for a lesson here. Uh-huh. He's like, what's the lesson that I'm going to learn that'll get me to Panga back? Yeah, which I feel like it's something we've talked about with this show before. Uh-huh. It's how the characters are looking for lessons. Corey in particular in the show tries to give us lessons. Mm-hmm. But it's not always an earned lesson. Yes. Especially in this case. In this case. like there's, I mean, that is important of just like kind of realizing how you care about a person. But at the same time, this is just another one where I feel like if it was today, this would be done differently. Oh, absolutely it would be. Because, I mean, yes, this is a family show, but I feel like, so, what is that supposed to mean? Like, we're supposed to shy away from really talking about things? Yeah, talking about real things. Yeah, and so he's... I feel like if this was done today, because I actually gave this quite a bit of thought while I was, like, formulating my ideas. I feel like if this was done today, the main thing would be, like, someone would call Corey out and be like, why haven't you been able to empathize with, with... Topanga once. Like, 
why have you not sat, sat down one time mm-hmm. to think about how she's feeling, how this is affecting her? Really, like, listen to what this is doing to her internally and, yeah. uh, like, feel that with her. Have you at all sat down and just talked to Topanga? Yeah, I, and I feel like that would be the primary question of this episode had it been done today. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, we get, like, him learning what, what does amount to, like, a valuable lesson. Uh-huh. Maybe even a few valuable lessons. But, yeah, it's like, he doesn't need a lesson. He needs to listen to Topanga. Yeah, like... Because it seems like she's, like, been shutting him out because she's upset. Yeah. But he needs to make the effort to hear from her. Well, and listen to her and even on his own just like think and understand so that when he does talk to her he can say I've been thinking about it well and I think I think very clearly Topanga is probably shying away because she doesn't think she'll feel heard by him mm-hmm. in any way um, which I feel like the show is also telling him like no Topanga won't be heard by Corey right now because he's just trying to learn his lesson yeah he's just you know he, he, he thinks he's got this this down but he ain't um. Yeah, it it just amazes me that the parents or Sean, um, or there's not like a scene with him and Feeney mm-hmm. where they're like, well, like, what is Topanga feeling? Yeah, do you know what she's feeling? Why this? Well, have you like? Why do you think that? Um, because Topanga is barely even a character. She's a obstacle. Mm-hmm. Pretty <laughs> much, which is it's just kind of sucks. Yeah, or a prize, maybe? But, yeah. So... Not great either way. No, he rushes off to tell Topanga, like, what he's learned. They can't live without her. Um, that he knows that now. Um, and this rings really hollow to Topanga. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Like, he's like, I, I didn't know I was allowed. I didn't know I was capable of liking another girl. Um, and she's like... Well, you are. And he's like, well, yeah, but I know that now. I didn't know it before. Which is legitimate. He's young. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I thought this was all there. Ah, oh, dang it. Yeah, like, I thought your and I's relationship was, like, all there was. Um, and and she's like, well, I'm glad you know that. And he's like, so let's just make up. Put me in your coat. Make up and make out. Yeah. Put me in your jacket. I only want to be in your jacket, which is such a strange line. Yeah, because she has no context for that. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Oh, well, this is thing that Lauren did. All right, get out. You sick. You scum between my toes. You are the scum between my toes. Um, yeah, then she's, like, Corey's sitting next to her, and then she's just like, I forgive you. Or she's even just like, do you know how many guys hit on me, hit on me at any given point? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? Um, she's like, I've never, like, doubted. Just never doubted my feelings for you. And so it's like, I can forgive you for lying to me. I can forgive you, forgive you for kissing her. She says, I can forgive you for the note. But I mean, I guess not telling her about the note. Yeah. But he thought it was lost. But I mean, that's not really an excuse. <laughs> it's like, well. But it's like, he didn't write it. I'm like, I guess he did know it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't forgive you that you needed to like test your feelings for me. Which is legitimate. Uh-huh. And... He just, he gets mad. Hits the table. He stands up and he's like, no, you told me. Um, and you listened, yeah. idiot. This is where I, I feel like they're starting to try to, like, frame Topanga as the bad guy. Uh-huh. Like, 
Now she's being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think she is. <laughs> no, she's really not. I think she's um, being very reasonable considering the circumstances. Um, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And what's Corey going to do? Yeah. Um, so Sean comes down thinking everything's good. Uh, Topanga and leaves. Topanga leaves and he's like, everything's going to be okay. And he's like, no, I don't think anything's ever going to be okay again. Sorry, Sean. I know you needed this to happen. Yeah, and it's like, fade away. Oh, dang, that's cool. The way this moves. I have some tracks in there. Is that a leg? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just a, it's, these are lovingly engineered. They really are. I think people just don't understand. Um, progress update. I have finished the head. Cameron thinks it looks cool. It does look cool. You heard me ex- exclaim that. Um, I'm liking it. I think he looks good. Uh, I probably am not going to finish the body. Cameron probably will. I'm going to finish mine tonight. Um, not, probably not by the time the episode is over, but before I go to bed tonight. Mine actually doesn't have a, like a ton more to build. Yeah, I mean, you'll have the, there's the inner workings of the arms and legs, but then like the outside is pretty big chunks. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to make the inner workings of the arms and legs and the backpack and the... I'm going to make the waist unit now. They always make you make the legs and arms before the waist unit, but I hate doing that. Oh, look at you. I'm doing it in order. Rules as written. Um, yeah, but Corey's just like, isn't everything's ever going to be good again? And that's kind of the end of their storyline. Yes. But now we can talk about our hero. The hero. The best part of the episode. Yeah. Um, Not that that was bad. No, it wasn't. Just, yeah, it, it was... Strange? Strange, but not bad. But not strange like last week. Strange. It's weird yeah. saying last week because we recorded it yesterday. Yeah, we did. We did. Just this peeling is, the curtain back a little bit. We recorded an episode last night, and we're recording another episode tonight. And this will be the last episode we record while I am a single man. Mm-hmm. Um, we are trying to get some... Stuff in the bag. Stuff in the bag. Um, I will be out of pocket for a couple weeks. So we... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, with the hockety hockety and the hockety hockety and the humana humana. Um, at Mackinac Island. So if you're listen, if you're a listener and you're in Mackinac Island, it'll be too late by the time you hear this. Yep, it'll be too late. <laughs> but I was there. You could have seen. I was me. just like, oh, this will be a fun thing to say, and I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> time. Time is a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you guys next week. Which will be in a couple of weeks for me. Yeah. Still need to get a guest nailed down. It's true. It's too big of a one to not. It is. And we need to get Drew on the horn for the cocktail episode. Oh, yes. Um, hopefully he still wants to do that with us. Drink and podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, so... that's. So let's little... talk about the real hero of the episode. Yeah, the real hero of the episode. Um, so Eric is... Though, I will... Go. I don't know that I'm. I don't know who I'm giving MVP to. We say that, and we're like, it's definitely going to be Eric MVP. I don't know. I never said it was definitely going to be Eric MVP. Well, we just called him the real hero. I guess you're right. We did, in a, in a sense. Um, and I just don't want to. I know people out there love to guess what we're gonna who we're gonna give MVP yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, the message boards are lighting up every day. Lighting up as the episode, as the episodes come out, and people make their bets and whatnot. Um, but Eric is walking down the backyard. Walking down backyard. He's walking in, down walking the side yard. Walking with his feet ten feet off the street. <laughs> walking with his ten, ten feet, up, feet ten feet off a of Feeny. <laughs> walking in backyard. 
Um, Beautiful. And Feeney's like, Eric, I need a favor. And he's like, oh, sure. Like, don't pretend I'm, you're going to trust me with something. Just, you know, I'll water the plants, whatever. He's like, I would never let you in my house. <laughs> um, which is kind of harsh, Feeney. <laughs> and hilarious. It is. It's very funny. And But he's like, no, what I need for you is to proctor my class. And he's like, me? Proctor Matthews? Proctor Matthews. He's like, do you know what Proctor is? Yeah, it's a tushy doctor. Ew, I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> um, then he's like, no, like you're going to... This is my class for... Citizenship. Sit, like a citizenship class. Good on Feeney, you know? Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's getting an extra scratch for that or if it's pro bono. I don't know. The American government likes to be pretty withholding in terms of their payments for things, you know? They do. If he does, it's, he probably does it for the pride. Yeah. Um, the pride of seeing a student succeed. Yeah. That's why you do things. That's why you teach. You don't teach for the money. Because there isn't any. There is no money. Um, but he just wants Eric. He's got to be gone. He just wants, they are taking some practice tests. And so he just wants them to give them the test. Give and them do the nothing. pencils. Give them the pencils. Give them the tests. And do nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it instantly cuts. Instantly. Which is probably the funniest thing to me personally. It's just how quick this cut is to him being like, Okay, everyone, take your tests. Hold, Hold them like up this. like this. And do this. <laughs> just rips them in half. <laughs> throw away the textbooks. Throw away the test. Throw it away. Yeah, and uh, they, they do it. And he's like, And I'm the smartest person in this room. Can we let this sink in? Actually, I'm a nuclear physicist. In my country, we all start with a clean slate. And as your proctologist, I'm going to show you a thing or two. He's like, please don't pick me. Oh, goodness. Please don't pick me. Um, this guy is great. I love him. Uh-huh. Really, all of them are great Yeah. in this class. I'm a big fan of the... Maybe they should just collectively be our MVP. Yeah, maybe. We've never given them to... We have once Anyone? before. There's precedent. There is. Do yeah. we give it to Frankie and Joey once? No, we give it to Mr. Fontaine. Oh, and Mr. We can, we can Fantana. I can't remember. Their names really stuck with us. <laughs> Those MVPs. Um, but yeah, and then we cut to uh, later. Where he just goes, pick a card. Yeah, he's like, he's like, nope. Now it's time to learn. Pick a card. And, and the man seems much relieved that he's not about to do something to his butt. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, we're left to wonder, what? why is he picking a card? Is Eric about to do some sort of magic Unless trick? Unless he's just doing magic tricks to impress everyone. And yes, then we just cut to, he's having them pick a card, and it's the same man. Mm-hmm. He's like, I drew an ace. I've so, been lucky enough to draw an ace. And uh, he's like, hmm, pop culture. And so then he's, Ace Ventura, pet detective, launched the career of TV, movie funny man Jim Carrey. <laughs> and then you just... Cut to Mr. Feeney in the back. I said, do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Feeney, I knew what you were doing. You didn't want to test them. You were testing me. You think I should be a teacher. Absolutely, I do not. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I simply wanted you to uh, pass out the tests, pass out the pencils, and then collect them. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Feeney, I know you too well. Um, it's funny. Uh-huh. I love it. And he's like, this is ridiculous. Like, why would you even be doing this? He's just like, just Mr. Feeney, sit back and, and watch. Yeah, he passes out another card. And it's a lady this time. And she's like, I have drawn a king. He's like, let me guess, King Kong. 
Donkey King. Donkey Kong King. All good guesses, Mr. Feeney, except that Donkey Kong King thing. Um, but you're already a citizen, you can't play. Uh, civil rights. And then she says part of the I Have a Dream speech, uh-huh. which is the only Dr. Martin Luther King thing that anybody ever seems to remember. It's true. And um, no one even knows that he would later say that his dream has become his nightmare. I don't think I even knew that. Yeah, in a speech later on. He's like, my dream has become my nightmare. Um, kind of expressing regret that that wasn't more like, I guess, intense. Yeah, or that it could be just so, for lack of a... I mean, I think it's the right term to be whitewashed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she recites uh, that my four that little speech. children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Which is probably, like, the most timeless part of that speech, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just turns Feeney all around. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, Eric... Your methods are unconventional. But um, you've got, you're have got you definitely getting results or something like that. Uh-huh. And then there's a Russian woman who basically says, like the cards of the deck. We are. We are all different. Um, and the, then the Indian man is like, where we come from, we might be kings and queens, or red or black, or sixes or sevens. But the deck is not complete without all of us. And that, dear Feeney, is America. Um... Which doesn't help you pass the citizenship test at all. No, it really doesn't. The citizenship test is full of just really arbitrary information. Like, really arbitrary. Mm-hmm. How many amendments are there? 26? 27, I think. I think you're right. 27. I don't even know. And I live here. Yeah, like, what are those? What do the original stripes mean on the flag, I think, is one. Yeah, so, you know, just real necessary things <laughs> to live here yeah, not like how do you file your taxes or just like real school yep um though my main defense when people start saying that why doesn't school teach practical life skills for most people they have you have parents who can do those things i mean also. it's true like yes I, I do feel like education should be practical as well as because i mean i think the biggest thing with education while we're on it is that we just make it not interesting uh-huh. Like, learning is fun, and learning is cool, and we make it really not cool, and that's a problem. We made it not cool? Mm-hmm. Learning is magic. Yeah, learning is super cool. Um, and the more you you learn and practice what you learn, the more able you are to, like, recall things and um, do more complicated problems later. Uh-huh. It's not all about the immediacy of... Yeah, it's a, it builds, you know. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about, because um, we have this moment... With Eric and Feeney, and then we have kind of the citizenship where they are being, for some reason, I've never been to a citizenship thing. Do you have to say parts of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's just a test. I've taken the test before. I think you give an oath. Maybe. Like you hold up your hand and like swear an oath or something. An oath of citizenship? Yeah. But you don't um, have to recite portions of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence from memory because that wouldn't be great uh-huh. um, but they do this and then it, Mr. Feeney and Eric are watching and Feeney's like I never really understood why someone would want to be a teacher until now mm-hmm. like now I get it like this is awesome like seeing your students succeed and then Feeney like looks at Eric with a smile on his face he's like yes like that is very special yeah he's seeing it right there with Eric he is just to remove any any subtext there so it's <laughs> clear for everyone Feeney is talking about Eric he is Eric is talking about the the citizens, but Feeney is talking about Eric. Feeney is talking about Eric. End of episode. Um, episode shesh. 
which is Bangla for finished. Yep, it is. And, um, I mean, first question. Is Feeney trying to get Eric to be a teacher? Was this his plan all along? Or was this just a happy accident? I mean, the show here definitely makes it seem like a happy accident. Uh-huh. But the show in other por- portions has kind of made us see the triple... I mean, we have our triple mentor theory that the show moved away from. Uh, yes, yes. Um, where I, I feel like this could have been a thing. And probably should have been a thing. Because I feel like Eric's really good at it. At teaching? Uh-huh. He seems to be. Well, I agree. Like, we see him be a tutor and do a great job. I mean, a great job. Great job is a strong word. Um, but he did help. He helped that poor boy improve. Um, it was right there in front of you. What was? What you were looking for. I know. Just thought it was a smaller piece. Um, yes. It seems that they are pushing Eric as, like... Some, like, secretly wise... Not even idiot savant anymore. Just, like... Mm-hmm. He's secretly wise. He's secretly good at these things. Um, he doesn't even know that he is. Yeah, but he just is. And it seems like it would be a natural trajectory for his character... Mm-hmm. ...to become Feeny-esque. Um, Agreed. And I almost wonder, like... He gets a new little brother next season... Mm-hmm. Pretty much this time next season, I think. Yeah, it's closer to the end. Well, I think it's I think it's in February because I think it's a Valentine's Day episode. I think you might be right. Because um, of I, I don't know why I remember that. Um, Is Rachel next season? Yep. Tall girl. Tall girl. Um, but yeah, it's just it's he gets a little brother next season, and like if he was like kind of more of a mentor figure to his little brother, and that like. Maybe even led to some conflict with Corey. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it would have been good for Eric's character development to for this to be real. Mm-hmm. And then it's just... It's not. No. And when you get into Girl Meets World, and it's just really not. Yeah, he, he doesn't even, like, have a job in Girl Meets World. Yeah. He's just like, I grew up middle class, so I can't be poor. And then he becomes a senator. Um, that all feels right. <clears throat> yeah, so it just seems like... And not even, like, a state senator, I think. No, I think he becomes a... U.S. senator. U.S. senator, yeah. Um, but yeah. We gotta cut out these pieces. Yes, we do. These beats. But yeah, so it's a nice... It's just a nice character moment yeah, it's for a gr- Eric and Feeney. And these new citizens that we never see again. Mm-hmm. Which is a real bummer. Let's see a show about them. Coming to America. The... The nuclear physicist. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Yep, that's it. Like the real end. Um, Both in terms of what we're talking about and the actual end. So what do we think? Man, I don't know. I feel like it's another, it's just another episode where I feel like they go half the distance that they need to. Mm-hmm. Or they're like addressing the wrong thing. But I don't know if that's just the time or, you know, the level of show that they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like at the time, I mean, there were people doing this, but it wasn't, like, part of the, you know, just in terms of, like, healthy relationship practices and, like, empathizing, trying to relate to a person, really trying to understand, like, those aspects of a healthy relationship mm-hmm. weren't talked about. Yeah. Which is really sad when you think about it. Um, and so it'd be difficult for the show to sort of lead the charge, I guess, in that way. Yeah. When it just wasn't being done. I mean, basic empathy wasn't being done. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I am expecting too much of the show. Maybe. But I really like Lauren. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, 
Seems to be the consensus from all the characters, except Topanga. I guess we never really hear what Eric's view on the whole thing is. That's true. Um, uh, the Cory and Feeny stuff is really good. Or not Cory. Eric and Feeny stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cory sucks at every level, at yeah, every moment. Cory's not great. Except on his date with Lauren, that's pretty good. But I don't want it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. He should be with Topanga. I don't even know at this point. I mean... If anything, the only reason I don't want him to be with Lauren is because Lauren's too good for him. I mean, Topanga's too good for him, too. It's true. Corey, does, Corey deserves to die alone eating Christmas tree-shaped pancakes at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, and I'd be happy for him. But, I mean, this is what, we're, this is what we got. This is the, this is the famous Lauren saga. Uh-huh. This is what they've given to us. I mean, it's not bad. It's just I wish it was more. And so I don't really want to judge it on what I wish it could be today. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to judge it based on what it is. And I think it's it's fine. Uh-huh. Like, it's good TV in that you are like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Like, it makes me want to find out what happens next. Yeah. Which I feel like is an important thing. And so it's successful in that regard. Sure. Um, even if it's not the best conversations about, you know, whatever. Anything. <laughs> really, yeah, anything. Let's be real. About anything. Um, yeah. So you're giving it a... Uh, what did I give the last one? I think you gave it a six. No, the first the first Lauren one. I gave it like a nine. Something like that. I think this is a little less good than that. I give it like an eight. Okay. That's higher than I'm going to go. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Giving it eight red jelly beans. <laughs> um, I'm giving it a 6.5. Um, and, and I'm a little torn. These, At the end of the day, like... I think when I was a podcast listener mostly, I thought, like, you know, you hear people have problems giving ratings a lot of the time. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, come on, just rate the thing. Um, but when you're actually in it, it actually is a lot different than you think it's going to be. It really is. Because <laughs> um, it's such an arbitrary rating. Like, what, what I used to say is, like, I rated on how much of the episode I enjoyed. And in that, I would give it, like... I don't know. I like Lauren in it. I like Sean in it. I like um, Feeney and Eric. Um, but Corey, probably the biggest part of the show, and the shaft that they give to Topanga, mm-hmm. like, are pretty big blemishes against it. True. So I don't I don't even know, like, what percentage of the episode I enjoyed anymore. Yeah. Um, and obviously the episode gave us a lot to talk about, so it's at least an interesting episode. True. Um, whereas last week... I feel like I had nothing to say except, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not like this. No, this is this is wrong, though. This is this is just bad. Um, I guess I'm, I, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm kind of talking myself into a higher score. Mm-hmm. Um, Join us. Your higher score being six and a half? No, I think I think I may give it, like, a seven, seven point five. Okay. So let's give it a seven point five. Probably get it into the tournament. I feel like it needs to be in the tournament. Um, I'll give it a 7.5. Just, I don't know. I do think that Corey learns a valuable lesson. True. I think the, the, the episode touches on a few things um, that it really should dive more deeply into. Uh-huh. It should address them more fully. Um, but all in all, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to say the least. And yeah. um, the first time, or the last time Lauren actually gets to be a character... Um, Yes, not just a figment of Corey's imagination. Yeah, she will come up one more time as that. but Pre-wedding nerves. But we'll get there. We will get there. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, cool. What yeah. did you 
name? MVP. Who is your MVP? Um, I like the students. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, they're such a small part of the episode. So I don't know if they're the MVP. Probably Sean is the MVP or Lauren. True. I could see either of them. Hmm. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Part of me wants to give it to Eric. Just because I feel like he was 100% pleasant 100% of the time. Yeah, that's true. But like, he's so not integral to the plot. Yeah. Whatsoever. He's so barely there. It just feels wrong to do so. Yeah. And, it, and it's not even like he saves the episode. Because I think the episode would be fine without him. Uh-huh. And if anything, if his plot wasn't in there, they could maybe more fully develop some of the things that we were wanting. I don't think he's the thing holding the episode back. No. I think it's the time. The time it was... And that it was written and just kind of feeling like, oh, this is a kids and family show. We can't really talk about bigger things. Yeah, we can't talk about... Per, per se. And um, I think that's what's holding the episode back. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So I think I'm going to give it to Eric. Wait, that made no sense. You made no sense. You, you were saying like... I'm saying he's not integral to the plot, but he's also not holding it back. Yeah, but I feel like Lauren and Sean both fit that billing. And are not and are integral to the plot. You're right, you're right. I want to give it to Lauren. Yeah. I still like her. Yeah, and she's honest, and she's open, and she's not being malicious. She's not. Yeah, I think, I think Lauren is who I want to give it to as well. There we have it. Um, Lauren... In only two episodes, has gained two MVPs. Yes. And joins the ranks of many people. Many minor characters that have appeared in multiple episodes. Yeah, but she's like the only one that's only going to be in two that's gotten two. Uh huh. She's batting a thousand. Yeah. Right now. Um, we'll give it to Dream Lauren later, too. <laughs> a hat trick, if yeah. you will. Um, yeah, I think Lauren's a delight every time she's on screen. Agreed. I think her character is very. Like. like Corey says, very honest. Um, yeah, she doesn't hurt Corey. Corey hurts Corey. Yeah, Corey hurts Corey. So, yeah. Lauren it is. Lauren MVP. Print it. Title. Mm-hmm. Boy meets Lauren's jacket. I think it's gotta be. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, I think Boy meets Lauren's jacket is is what it's got to be. It, I mean, there's no other option. And there you have it. There. So, what's our update on our Gunpla? Um... I have grown tired and weary, so I've given up. Uh-huh. Um, but I have the head, torso, and waist of mine done. I have the legs, torso, arms, and head. Yep. But mine, of course, is smaller. Yours has more parts to equal that. So I'll take pictures of what we've completed side by side <laughs> so that we can see kind of what we're talking about. Because altogether, in terms of volume, I feel like we've put together about the same amount. It's true. I have, to, I have to build a frame and then build armor on mine. So that's what we got over the course of an episode. About an hour and 40 minutes. It'll be on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. So look for it. We'll put the completed ones up there, too. I'm kind of surprised we, we, we cleared this in as much time as we... In as short a time as we did. I know. I feel like we were very focused. Very on task. I guess having something to do with our hands. Because, uh-huh. I mean, you guys don't ever see this, but most every time we're recording, I have something in my hands. When I used to have my notebook, I would just wrap the cord of my notebook around my pen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever really noticed. I like playing with my wedding ring, but it's broken right now. So As this is marriage. Shattered. Um, no. It's, it's not. My marriage is fine. I guess we didn't have the brain capacity to build Gumpla, talk about the show, and go on tangents. Yes. <laughs> Except um, when we intentionally talked about bread. 
Yeah, that was an intention. Um, but I don't even really have anything else to talk about right now. Uh, I don't like Adam Levine. Um, Final Fantasy's cool. Yeah. But I'm really opening myself up to other really good RPG series. It's true. I've started uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Nice. Um, which, the first time I sent to my girlfriend, she was like, did you just cuss? What happened? <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, mean, I saw a tweet today that was like, Persona, I mean, all, all the Mega Ten. Mm-hmm. kind of series and the trails games are really i mean they're a really big part of the jrpg sphere like dragon quest or dragon yeah dragon quest and final fantasy get a lot of the fanfare yeah i guess but these other series are like really solid and There's they have a lot been going on long. uh-huh yeah but they're just getting a lot more recognition now yeah i've been playing the shimigami tensei games for a long time um specifically one and two and then even some spinoffs that i didn't know were spinoffs like Persona? Well, no, I knew Persona was a spinoff when that happened. But Dancing All Night? No, there was like a game called um, Devil Summoner Saga uh-huh. or something like that that I played. Um, Sounds evil. Yeah. You shouldn't play that. It's true. Uh, my grandma did watch me play Devil May Cry one time, and she was like, Your parents let you play this? I'm like... Uh, you're fighting the bad... <laughs> you're fighting the demons, I think. I've never yeah. played it. You're not like... You're not like friends with them. It's true. So, um... Yeah. Nice. Devil May Cry. It's a fun game. Never played it. Um, Gunpla are cool. Play Trails of Cold Steel. It's the easier series to get into right now. Unless you have a PC, and then you can get to Trails in the Sky. Yeah. Pretty easy. I, I go back and forth. I don't think spoilers are as big a deal in the Trails games as people like make it out to be. I don't really think spoilers are as big a deal as most people. Like, no, do I don't want the multiverse of madness spoiled for me but i think like knowing america chavez is going to be in it is not is not that uh-huh. like no i don't know want to know how they resolve the plot but at the same time like you can tell me what the- yeah what's the what's the gist what's the synop yeah like when we do our synops here we don't say what the ending is yeah but we get there we get there in time um so i don't think spoilers are like as big a deal as like internet culture has made them mm-hmm. um so i think you can really play the trails games in any order I would just start with each arc. Yeah, start. don't start like I did and say, I'm going to play Trails of Cold Steel 3 first. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's sort of, it's almost like a 1 and 2 are a thing, and then 3 is kind of like, let's start over. Yeah. And so, but a lot of the homages, I guess, that they're making are to the first two games. That If you don't have under, an understanding of that, you're kind of like, well, this is okay. Yeah. Like, whatever. I've always heard... The Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 are pretty self-contained Erebonian arcs. And then Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4 kind of integrate the Erebonian arc into the Liberal and Crossbell arcs. Like, you get characters like Randy Orlando uh, and Lloyd Banning, like, actually showing up. Mm -hmm. Which they do not in uh, Cold Steel 1 and 2. Um, So it, like, kind of integrates those two games into the bigger world and then trails into reverie which i don't even think is out yet at least not here um i think it's only been announced but trails into reverie um integrates uh it all together that's fun it's yeah something to look out for i really recommend them at least a little bit that i've played i've probably put in like 17 ish hours now into cold steel one I've probably put about 160. Well, I mean, I've not games. played it as much as no, you. No, yeah, but I mean, I'm just that far in. 
and it's just it's very captivating you know it's really it's fun yeah it's a little slower paced so if you like fast paced action go 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 you might not like it but you might also really like it that it's not that oh most amazing world building there's ever been it's really fun um but anyway that's all i've got that's all i've got so from all of us here at boy meets world fever so long world so long world